to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the weaker vessel. Hello, everyone. If you want to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcast, you can check out the Reformed Rebel Network on social media and on YouTube is where we put our video content on. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel, please share the videos with your friends. And then you could subscribe to the audio of our podcast and the rest of the network. If you don't go on YouTube and watch our mm-hmm. videos, you're going to miss all these lovely boxes That's right. that we have behind us. I like your little... I'm holding it perfectly. You're like on the Price is Right. Like Vanna White. Yeah, or Vanna White and her letters. Mm-hmm. Great job, babe. Actually, it's just a CBD book. CBD right. b- uh, box. box. Yeah, thank our you. homeschool books came Words in. are hard for me right now. <laughs> Um, so as well as the network, um, or also in the network, we have the rebel podcast and we've added the great exchange to the reformed rebel network family. Mm -hmm. So go check those guys out too. The rebel podcast is back and going a hundred miles an hour. The content's been awesome. And so go check all that out and follow us on social media so that you can stay up to date. And also if you want to financially support the network, go you to... you want to become a Patronian? A Patronian. That's what we're naming our patrons. <laughs> Y'all are Patronians. But go to patreon.com slash reformedrebel. And there you can sign up to become a Patronian. And there are many levels and tiers there. If you become a Patronian uh, right now, that means you are going to get merch. Yeah. Uh, it if will depend on... If you haven't reached out to us... Yet, yet and you are a patronian Please you need do. to because merch is coming and the patronians come first they and are we our need priority information from you yes we need your info in order so. to put wonderful reformed rebel network merch, merch with the new logo in your hands so, so reach out to us reach out to us and we'll have a conversation with you so We are in the middle of a series that we begun last episode called By Way of Reminder. If you want to know... That we begun? That we have begun? That we began? We have begun. Yeah. That's that's what was in my head. (laughs) It just didn't come out. Sorry, guys. Thanks, babe. It's been a long day. (laughs) It's true. Long week? It's it's only Tuesday. (laughs) And it was a short week. (laughs) Um, Today's not Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. They didn't know that? (laughs) (laughs) Don't throw me off. See how long I know, right? My whole week's going to be messed up. Um, So if you want to know what this series is all about and what we are kind of leading with, then you can go listen to the last episode on fear. And we talked about what we mean by by way of reminder. Yeah. And do we need to recap or no? Do you want to just send them over to that other episode? Yeah. I mean, by way of reminder, like these are just doctrines that we think would be helpful for Christians to reevaluate and reconsider um, things that we already know and hold to as truth, but just need to be, you know, dusted off a little bit and reevaluated. That's all. Right. Probably things that you've heard a hundred times and... But you know, sometimes it's those things that you have heard a hundred times that you actually don't stop and consider like you should. Probably because you always think you've heard it so much, you already know it and maybe you don't so you skip over it or something right so um anyway tonight we are going to be talking about liturgy liturgy and i feel like if i had an english accent it would sound much cooler liturgy 
This is not wine or alcohol. For those of you who know that a woman like, of God should not be given too much wine. <laughs> it's actually just water with some flavor. Look, it's great value even. I'm it's real fancy. Walmart. It's yeah. great value. Raspberry black tea. It's delicious. It's your not favorite. alcohol. Not alcoholic in any nope. way, shape, or form. Although that does happen when we record sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, so liturgy. Um, maybe some people are unfamiliar with the word. Yeah, what is liturgy? So literally, liturgy means work of the people. Interesting. Okay, that that was a work. It was an old Greek word. Okay, the okay. church ended up using that word to mean the work of the people during a church service. Okay. And so that was the liturgy. So even the name is a little bit more... Um congregational well and that's the thing is that when when i think right now of a liturgical worship service yeah i think of a service where the pastor and the people are interacting and all are participating in worship and that's in everything in the prayers Mm -hmm. in the singing in all parts of it you know what i mean even and maybe this isn't a common word for us because i feel like um in north america perhaps more so than other places mm-hmm. in the world, uh, we don't really participate in worship very much. Like most of us, right. if we're Protestant, we'll go to a church and all we really do is like sing a few songs. Yeah. And so the problem in America or the West, I feel like it's America a lot, like North America yeah, problem. Yeah, that's, that's what I think too. I think mostly North America. Because if you think we... like South America and Central America are very much like Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of Europe is I mean, when I think of like Greece and yeah. Italy, like a very Catholic still. True. Um, but I might, I might be, but I think they do the same thing in okay. a lot of ways. So I think we've gone back to the Middle Ages. During the Middle Ages, mm. the church, the church um, treated the priests, the leaders of the church, like professionals mm-hmm. who had a skill that they needed to hone in on. So their preaching and their performance of the mass and all that kind of thing became a thing that they did and you just watched it happen. So it's almost more theatrical in that sense. It's like going to a Broadway show. Like you go, you watch them perform, you open up your Broadway playbill playbill, and you participate. Right. Right. And yeah. You'll clap along. Literally the level of participation is you showing up. But that happens today where... Right. You show up and you might sing along to the songs, but you can't, they can't hear you. No one can hear you. The sound system's way yeah. too loud. Then, you know, it's hard to, with all the lasers and, and everything. <laughs> the feathers, the glitter the floating glitter. down from yeah. the rafters. And so I think a lot of the contemporary modern church, the mega church um, that we see in America predominantly is just like the Middle Ages. We've gone right back to the dark ages yeah (laughs) and one of the things that the reformers did right away was they did away with that they included the people in what was going on and so they started in all the different movements right right so with the call to prayer or sorry the call to worship and the Mm -hmm. the, in prayers the people were called upon to participate and respond back and forth and then like calvin was and now listen calvin was battling some stuff in geneva all right but he banned any kind of, you know, he suggested against any kind of dancing, any kind of instruments in church. 
and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, we are singing just the Psalms and we'll write music. They did write their own like mm-hmm. music. It was very um, almost jazzy and pretty cool um, for that time. And But he wanted to hear the congregation sing mm-hmm. and everyone sing. It wasn't a big choir and you just watched them. It was everyone as a community so it really was liturgical it was the work of the people right doing that thing and so um one of the things one of the aspects of liturgy we wanted to talk about was church liturgy yeah and how we've lost that we kind of already talked about it but all of life here's the argument we want to make is that all of life is inescapably liturgical right you can try and avoid it you can try and and um believe that maybe liturgy is crusty or old-fashioned maybe you did come out of a very liturgical catholic roman catholic church or Mm -hmm. lutheran church or something like that and when you think of liturgy you just think of stuffy dead religion right you think of which is what a lot of people who do come out denominations do feel i think they just they don't like um the gospel list denomination that they came out of. And they Mm -hmm. just assume that the lack of gospel came from, um, the lack of emotion or spontaneity or the Holy spirit in. Yeah. That they found in a denomination other than what they grew up in. Right. So I bet you though, that your church still has, a sequence of events and things that they go through. They probably come out mm-hmm. and pray and then sing songs and you pray and you read scripture and commute like communion still always after the sermon. I, I don't know of any church that will have communion whenever they do have communion before the sermon or at the very first or thing the very do. first thing you do yeah. is show up and have communion well and it's funny too because even how often you take communion is liturgical yeah, right whether sure. you follow the church calendar of some mm-hmm. some form of church calendar whether you take it every sunday whether you take it quarterly whether, like whatever it is your church follows a, a pattern. pattern right yeah and you just kind of gave away a, a little secret word Sorry. there is pattern but but regardless me i grew up in a completely non-traditional church in calvary chapel but we still did things the same way every service well it's funny so there was a liturgy it's funny because most calvary chapels will follow the same liturgy too they'll sing the same songs they'll have the same movements in the service right um it's like an unspoken yeah like they're all very similar yeah so so it's inescapable Mm -hmm. it really is um but you said the word pattern pattern and what you see in scripture though and you see it right in the beginning in creation that god has set up patterns of life Mm -hmm. that are to be followed for his glory and our good Mm -hmm. and that when those patterns just like when the work of the people are ignored we go into the dark ages (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) where literally people are just trying to survive right yeah like i don't know what you know about the dark ages but the kids and I recently were just learning about the Dark Ages. Oh, did you? And the Dark Ages are literally called the Dark Ages because we don't know much about them. Because people were too busy just trying to not die. But they didn't have time to record what was happening. Yeah. To improve upon culture. To improve upon... Um, no good. Like, just architecture and music. And, yeah. like, there was just... 
so much time spent just trying to like keep your head above water they couldn't do anything else yeah and in a sense i kind of feel like that's sort of where we're at right now in culture like all of us are just trying to keep our head above water Mm -hmm. and we don't have time to influence culture we don't have time to influence architecture we don't have time to influence music and movies and all these different things we're just trying to keep our head above water yeah but that's not how it should be. And the reason it is that way is because of a lack of liturgy or following a proper liturgy, right? Yeah. And so in creation, one of the first things that you see God doing is him laying hold of creation. And some of this uh, you can read from James Jordan, his book, Through New Eyes, and other people too have said similar things. But what you see God doing is laying hold of creation, restructuring it, and then you even see things that are seemingly a catastrophe or mm-hmm. a brokenness or something that doesn't look good um, or literally is said that is not good, <laughs> which is man being alone. Um, and then you just see God restructuring and reforming mm-hmm. and bringing to a new height of glory. And then it happens over again and again and again. And then we see it in the days and the seasons mm-hmm that we are given a pattern of our seasons with the lights in the sky and the Mm -hmm. sun and the moon and all that kind of stuff are, are for us to lay hold of creation and to work it and restructure it in a way that will tear it down and build up, tear it down and build up in a way that's glorifying the creation, glorifying to Mm -hmm. God and is for our good. Right. And what I was um, alluding to was Adam. Adam was broken, mm-hmm. right? Adam was uh, ripped open, seemingly dead, and God takes a bone out of him but creates woman and then, in a sense, raises Adam back to life, mm-hmm. right? We have like a death and resurrection happening to Adam, and then here's Eve, and now he finds his mate and his ability now to multiply mm-hmm. and um, and further on that that liturgy, right. that work of the people. And this happens all throughout scripture. Do you see, um, was it the cedars of Lebanon being cut down mm-hmm. for building the temple? temple? And that would look Which like a death. Which replaced the tabernacle. Right, and that would look like a death to the tree. The tree literally had to mm-hmm. die in order to be made into something else. So right. this is just the pattern all throughout scripture. Yeah. So what happens when we disorder a proper liturgy is mm-hmm. chaos. When we start taking step three and making it step one and then taking step two and making it step five and we start messing with the proper liturgy, we get chaos. Right. And so when when we break up the order of man joining with a woman mm-hmm. to then be fruitful, multiply and take dominion, but rather it's man and man trying to take dominion and glorify right. the earth, it actually disrupts the liturgy and breaks and breaks it down which is what sin was right sin was a uh what a a degeneration of yeah uh of the proper liturgy that was supposed to happen Mm -hmm. in the world right and so that's one of the ways right there from creation we can see and so today when we see the lgbtq agenda being shoved down everyone's throats Mm -hmm. and being demanded of all not even tolerance anymore but you have to be accepting affirming affirming is a good word you have to affirm it's good yeah you know what i saw today i saw an article that said um, 
I literally said Barillo Pasta. Barilla, I think. Barillo Pasta Company. Pasta Company <laughs> starts with a B. Um, uh, We're in Brooklyn. We should away. know this. This is so true. Turns away from homophobic ways, embraces LGBTQ, and the picture is spaghetti noodles, rainbow colored. Oh my word! I think there's a restaurant. It's probably in- unhealthy for you. Isn't- you know how many food colorings that? <laughs> yeah, talk about disordered. Um- <laughs> yeah, but it's but that's the tone we have now. But isn't there like a Barilla, like restaurant? restaurant in- we went there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the same spot. Well, we're not going to eat there anymore. Heck no, I'm not getting rainbow <laughs> spaghetti. But It was kind of subpar. Yeah, it was overpriced as well, which might be everything in Manhattan. Yeah, it might be. But but anyway, you see you see that it is... Um, well, and it didn't start there either. Let's be honest. Yeah. The, the breakdown of the nuclear family, the dark age, mm-hmm. we could say, of the nuclear family, where literally people are just trying to survive. Like now it's not even about flourishing anymore. As can, much. I, can I say something so yeah. it can be me and not you? Sure. A lot of, in America, a lot of that started to happen with women's suffrage. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so why is that true? <laughs> I said it. Now you can go on. Because women wanted to be autonomous from their husbands. They didn't want to have a covering. They didn't want mm-hmm. to have um, a head. They didn't want to be the helpmate. They didn't want to be the helpmate. Right. Yeah. They want. They didn't want to play the role that God gave them. They wanted a different role, which is literally, once again, going back to the garden, Eve. Like, Eve wanted a different role. She did not want to be subservient to the will of God. Right. As much as it was Adam's failure to be the leader and to be the protector and to drive the serpent out of the garden, Eve also didn't stop and go, hey, wait, what? Mm-hmm what's going on here and, and yeah. defer to Adam. She said, okay, well, cool. Sounds good. And went on her merry way. But she didn't submit to God and God's will. Covering. And she certainly didn't ask her husband for permission. Right. So just saying. Right. The two, so, the two tiers above her, she could have easily yeah. submitted to. And she didn't, so obviously, but- yeah. So obviously a, a breakup of, like you said, the nuclear family and man and woman attempting to be autonomous and attempting to, yeah. Right. Fulfill their roles apart from God's design, God's liturgy for them. And what I was going to say earlier, mm-hmm. before you so rudely cut me off. Well. <laughs> um, was that when you turn on the TV, like you're constantly bombarded even by commercials, um, like the, what is it? The co- community college, like Phoenix yeah. University oh, or yeah. whatever. University like all those, of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. All those like different. And it's always like the single mom who's trying to like get yeah. her life back on track. And it's supposed to be like, we're it here. It is always a single mom. It always getting, is. Yeah. I don't know why. But there's always like this this thing of like, if you're a single mom, if you, you know, are mm-hmm. made terrible life decisions before, it's never too right. late to get your education. There's still a savior for you, right? Yeah. And so like, this is um, what's being pitched to us now because now it's just understood that like, what is it? 50 some percent of children are born to like single moms. I think it might even be higher than that. Yeah. But like some crazy statistic yeah, incredibly high but like the nuclear family basically doesn't exist in north america anymore not like it used to even 30 years ago honestly like it's yeah. it's tragic but because it's been so broken and that idea of a man and a woman get married 
have sex, have babies. The man leads, provides. The wife um, submits and nurtures. And, mm-hmm. like, that's just how flourishing happens. That's how culture is influenced and built is, like, yeah. that way. Not mm-hmm. any other way. That way. Yeah. Because we've rejected that liturgy. Mm-hmm. Now we have to form a different one. And it's now education. Education is what's going to save us. Education is what's going to bring us out of this dark age where we're just trying to keep our head above water. And there's different little, you know, saviors. But I think primarily it's education. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's another evolutionary influence, too, because... Because the the problem is that you just you just haven't evolved to that next level yet, so you just need educating. It's never going to be repentance, right? Like we're never right. just going to say, "Hey, repent of your like sexual debauchery." <laughs> right. We're never going to say, "Submit to your husbands." We're mm-hmm. never going to say, uh, "Learn to love and lead your wife and stop being scared of her." Mm-hmm. We're never going to say these things. So, just educate yourself maybe we can get ourselves out of this mess. That's the new liturgy. Like, make terrible decisions, get educated, depend on the government for everything. Right, and then and that's where your quote-unquote, I got air quotes for the video, but telling you guys, the freedom is at. Right. That's where the freedom and, is at. And that is the normal now, though. Like, it's yeah. normal to have a baby out of wedlock. It's normal... To be in massive debt for college. Yeah, it's normal for you to live with someone before you're married you're a freak if you don't like there are all these new liturgies quote unquote this Mm -hmm. new way of doing things and we know it doesn't lead to flourishing because we know that the fatherlessness right now in our country is leading to riots mass incarceration riots i mean you just crime everywhere right like this broken liturgy how god actually made you know humans to function and flourish Mm -hmm. Um, is actually just the best way. And when you try and break up that liturgy and rearrange it some, right. it has devastating consequences. Right. We, so, we are supposed to have a life um, patterned in a way that will grow us up into our head, Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is a Christian culture where one, one in which that everything is attending to that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's sad that really um the that Christians all over North America of sin and the liturgy of our enemy. Right. Right. And so you see Christians who this, don't believe that a Christian education, that right. homeschooling, that not being a slave at all, not being a slave to the state or in uh debt or whatever it is is actually the better way and the better liturgy well and buy into the the world's lies this is not just like a 1950s concept too that we just love and think works really good like this is like you were saying rooted in how god has created the world to function so even in how um jesus died for his bride he Mm -hmm. doesn't have many brides he doesn't have an old testament bride and a new testament bride he has Mm -hmm. one bride he died for her he redeemed her he loved her he gave himself up for her and he washes her he cleanses her like there is this beauty in this very i don't know like this is a blasphemous way of saying it but like a very chaste beautiful holy relationship Mm -hmm. he doesn't whore himself out with other brides so we can say pretty safely 
we ought not do that too. We ought not to have multiple sexual partners. Yeah. No, that's good. And like every everything is rooted back to God himself because how he created the world to function does mirror him in some way. Yeah. That yeah, all of creation glorifies him, right? Right. So it all declares the glory of God like it's in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, what we do as image bearers does image him. And so obviously if you're a Christian, you want to image him as best you can. Mm-hmm. And so that means doing the work, doing the liturgy right. like he has uh, patterned for us, like he has right. shown us in creation and ultimately in his son, right? Mm-hmm. And so we do the same. We follow suit. Right. And so for Christians, mm-hmm. for you and I and our listeners, when there is chaos in our life, we should ask ourselves, where is our liturgy off? Mm-hmm. It's a good place to start. Sometimes chaos happens because of someone else's sin around us. Sometimes chaos happens because we are just doing something wrong. Right. Like sin does bring devastation. Sin brings havoc. Sin, that's just what sin does. Mm -hmm. So if we are disordering something in our life, there's going to be chaos. That's just the natural, that's how God, it's a good gift from God really that he has given to us when we see that there is something off. It should lead us to repentance. There's that patience that leads us to repentance, right? Yeah. And acknowledging the chaos and thinking, oh, I I just, I can't wait for just Jesus to come back. And you know what? I know it's just (laughs) supposed to get bad like this towards the end. That's not the right answer. First of all, it's unbiblical. But that our answer, like you were saying. First of all, get post mill. Yeah. First of all, don't be dispy. (laughs) And um, that might be a good hashtag. Don't be dispy. Right. But the the true answer, though, is where in my life, work, family, um, marriage, parenting. Relationship with God. Relationship with the yeah. Lord. Where in, in those uh, lanes am I not following the liturgy? Where am I right. not following in the pattern that God has laid out for me in his word? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where all... All of Christ for all of life, right? Yeah. The Bible applies to every area of your life, not just your quiet time in the morning or just that you pray and stuff. Like it really applies to how you work, how you talk to, how you have friends, right? how you have a marriage, all that kind of stuff. And all the Bible, not just the New Testament. Right. And so that's where you get your liturgy on track. And that's true, like you said, in... Um in all those areas. It's true in our personal lives. It's true in the church. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's just true in general. God just created everything that way. Everything has a liturgy. So when Christians are going to a church, like liturgy itself shouldn't disgust us so long as that liturgy is mirroring proper worship. Yeah. Well, and there's, there is proper worship. It's not even mirroring. It is just it just yeah. is proper worship. And and there obviously is a way for uh, liturgy to be dead when the people who do the liturgy, who do a liturgical mm-hmm. worship service and then walk out the doors and are not truly commissioned. Right. Right. In there, like it, it, it does need to be something that hits the inner being. Well, and right? it's motivated by love. It ought to be. That's what worship is. Like when yeah. you worship something, you should love whatever mm-hmm. it is you're worshiping. And this is true in a marriage. Like you could do, you could never have any sexual contact with your spouse before you're married, get married, have sex in marriage, have children in that marriage and completely hate your spouse. There could be zero mm-hmm. love, zero adoration for your spouse. 
that's totally possible. Right. So we wouldn't throw away the liturgy in that sense. We would say, learn to love your spouse. We wouldn't say how you got married, yeah. <laughs> how you had children was wrong. No, that was actually a, a, the right way to do it. But now you need to learn to love your spouse. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because um, even if you think, well, let's toss the liturgy, mm-hmm. you're just going to replace it with another one. Yep. So, uh, and it'll just be a marred it'll, one. It'll be a broken one. Yeah, like we said, it's inescapable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why communion is always after the sermon. <laughs> There's a reason for everything. Is because you come into the service, confess your sin, and should get assurance of pardon at the beginning. You do have a right to come in. Mm-hmm. Right, you do have a right to come into the presence of the Lord, which is the ba- uh, based on Jesus' blood, and then through singing songs, hearing the Scripture uh, read and preached, you are consecrated unto the Lord. Then you confess your faith, which is a you know confession of faith, Apostles' Creed, whatever you want to do. You all confess mm-hmm. that I believe in this, and I believe in the one true God, you know, eternally existent in three persons: Father, Son, and Spirit. And then you sit down and you have a peace uh, offering. It's the peace offering. You have a meal with God because now you are at peace with him. And you're reminding him of the covenant he made with you. Right. That's instituted by his yes. son, by his body. It's a memorial, but it's not for us to remember. It's for him to remember. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's why the meal comes after because you have been... Um, you have been put at peace with God. Yep. It's never before. You don't have a wedding reception first and then a wedding. Right. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it might make sense in today's what world. What are you celebrating? You know, it's funny because even in the small things, like it used to be in weddings that the groom didn't see the bride until mm-hmm. she was walking down the aisle. And even then yeah. she had her face covered with a veil. And then yeah. I think it was the father who would lift the veil off oh, of really? her. I've always seen the groom. Uh, it could be the groom. I don't know. Traditionally what it was. Either one. It doesn't matter. I mean, it sure does end, matter. But it was at the end. You right can before, now kiss your bride. Right then before he kissed. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it too where the father would Have lift you? it as he presented the bride to it's the groom. Quite, in, quite involved. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, but what's funny though is... There's a liturgy to it. There's a liturgy even to weddings. And nowadays what we're doing... And I, I mean, I'm a girl, so maybe I've just noticed this kind of stuff more maybe. perhaps. But like it's becoming very trendy to have your photos taken before the wedding because it saves time in between the yeah. ceremony and the rehearsal. Uh-huh. No one wants to wait around for the bride and groom to get their pictures taken. Yeah. So they'll have like their first look where the groom will see the bride before the yeah. ceremony and they'll have all their pictures taken before the ceremony. And it's just, I, I've never liked that. I'm sorry if our listeners have done that, but I've never so, liked that because it just steals like some of that sweetness of the, mo- the moment, like where you see the groom seeing his bride for the first time. And mm-hmm. I just think like she's clothed in white and like what a beautiful portrait that is when we yeah. will see our groom face to face clothed in white and in his, you know, works, good works. And I just think like all of this is like pointing to something, yeah. you know, and when we switch things, it just ruins it. It's an over-realized eschatology. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It is. It, you want it, you, you expect it to, um, that, it, you know, that it's already here. I mean, that... Right. We could... I don't want to explain the term. <laughs> Just... It's an over-realized eschatology for... To have a first look at a wedding. <laughs> don't do it, guys. Um, All right. Well, we hope that your church <laughs> and your life would become more liturgical. If 
patterned after if the word you of are God. feeling a bit of chaos somewhere ask god to show you if there's sin in you or perhaps somewhere around you that mm-hmm. you could repent of or rearrange or whatever to um better reflect how he has created you and everything the world around you to work yeah what pattern is off yeah all right thank you guys for listening we always appreciate it so comment share it if you like it we really appreciate it always be immovable steadfast always abounding in the word of uh the work of the lord (laughs) and doing this because you know your labor is not in vain until next time get work